Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Are you ready? Are, are you, do you have anticipation? Kind of like that ketchup bottle commercial waiting for the election <laughs> to happen? A little you know. bit. Although the, the other part of me is uh, thinking about what, what we've talked about before, which is the steel. Oh, I believe Whether it's, it's in, in place. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I've listened to the news over the weekend. I've watched the stories coming out. Mm-hmm. And now, even though the polls don't really say it, they're going, Democrats have a chance to keep the House and hold the Senate. I'm going like, on what planet hey, did that come from? Donnie Deutsch is a, is a pundit on MSNBC, which means he's really left. And usually they're pretty confident about stuff, but I... I got to play this for you. This doesn't sound like confidence, if you ask me. And then you Mm-mm. see a woman who's raising four kids on on one hundred yeah. and you go, nothing else matters to her. There's no there's no That's argument it. other than uh, you, other than guess what? We're going to figure out a way to make bread more affordable to you. I mean, there's just you know when it's about survival, when it's about these issues that just they can't live. Now, you can scare mm-hmm. them and say it could get worse. They could take your health care away. I mean, that, that's a strategy to go. But, you know, if she is representative of a big part of the populace, and she is, and now let's even factor in people who have seen their IRAs, not a woman like that necessarily, but who've seen their RA, IRAs go down by 20, 25%. It's really tough. And I've come on the show and talked a lot about that you got to scare people and make it sh- about the Republicans that are, are crazy people. But even with the pending crazy, when you can't afford to buy the stuff that you were able to f- buy a year or two or three years ago, it's tough, tough sledding. I hate hate to be negative mini over here. I don't even know what the hell that means. But I am really scared about a bloodbath 10 days from now. Okay, that's Donnie Deutsch from MSNBC. And the interesting thing about that clip is he says, you know, we, tr- we try to scare people. He admitted in his clip that he essentially is a Democratic operative trying to scare people to vote Democratic. Well, here's uh, two things out of that. Number one, he said that was 10 days ago. I'm scared for 10 days from now. They have changed their rhetoric and their tone over this past weekend, and they have a lot of confidence. And why do they have this confidence? Now, I'm going to email it to you. You know, I I know you've got things to do today, but uh, we maybe can use it tomorrow. Uh, It's two clips from Joe Biden. One where, you know, the Republicans are going to take your Social Security. I would never take it. And then going back to a younger Joe Biden, oh, maybe um, 10, 15 years ago, where he goes, oh, you got to put Social Security on the table. That is the number one thing to cut. It's him yeah, well, that wants to take away Social but he, Security. But he is a, an, old, an old guy who has literally in the past 10 years – uh, he's decided he'll do whatever it takes to be president and he'll lie do, through and, his teeth and he'll do whatever it takes to stay president, which means that all of his principles and his morals are down the tube. Now, let me tell you about his mentor, his mentor, mm-hmm. Barack Hussein Obama. First of all, before Barack I go into Hussein Obama, yes, yeah, okay. I, sh- I should point out that on, uh, on the weekend, Biden and Obama made a, an appearance together yes, they did. in a stadium. I don't know whether you saw this or not. In a big arena, like where, where hockey teams play, they drew so few people to this arena, they had to take a huge curtain. I'm ta- now, this is not cross the ice. This is not center ice to center ice, you know. They had to go the long way in the arena from the back of the building 
to the front of the building with this huge curtain to cut the arena in half, and they still couldn't make it look like it was filled. So they took these huge flags, these huge Mm -hmm. flags, and, and dropped them down from the rafter of the building to hide sections of the arena that were empty. It, it is the most amazing thing in the world. They, they're having a hard time drawing people, no matter what they say. Now, back to what Obama said to some Democratic operatives. And this goes to, you never should talk about something that is secret and uh, might, uh, might be used against you anywhere nowadays, because everybody has a camera and every, I mean, a camera and a cell phone, and mm-hmm. uh, they're always rolling. Somebody... In this private Democratic meeting, taped this from Obama, and you just won't believe it. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. Wow. Huh? You know what that is? That's the Communist Manifesto. You know, that's so, straight out of it. Bill, I'm sure some people aren't are shocked at that and they don't believe what they just heard. Because that's Barack Obama, right? I'm going to play it one more time. It's only 40 seconds. I want everybody who's listening to listen to this. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. Does that sound like something you'd expect Satan to say? I I would expect a Marxist or a communist to say that because... That is one of their their tenements of how you take down a country. Yeah, it is. We called it sewage, right? Sewage, yeah, it's sewage, yeah. Okay. I uh, I heard that and I I thought to myself, okay, that's that's a huge mistake to have said that in a public forum without taking everybody's cell phone before you talk to them. I I mean that to me says exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare the bejeebas out of us, and they want you to respond thinking that, you know, orange man bad. And and it, all you have to do is stop for a second and think about how you were living between 2016 and 2020. How mm-hmm. were you living? Were you living pretty damn good? You sure as heck were. Now, how are you living now? They're talking about rolling blackouts. Do you know what Biden said at a thing this weekend? Go ahead. I got one on Biden. Listen, he said, 
And I, I haven't got the audio, but he said, hey, look, at uh, you know, if you have a rolling blackout and you haven't got power in your house and you have an electric car, you can back your electric car up to your house, plug it in, and it'll power your house. Pretty amazing, huh? I thought, you damn fool. How does that work? I, I have no idea, and I'm not going to get into the technicality of it, because I don't think Joe knows how it works. Well, you know what else Joe wants to do? Because he came out and said it. It's, uh, it's, it's You can look Google it. But he goes, you know, I'm going after the coal industry now. Yeah. I'm going to stop all coal in the United States. Okay. We no longer have fossil fuel. We can't frack. We can't do the natural gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have the richest uranium source around for nuclear power. We're not doing that. Now, what else do we have? Offshore drilling now. We shut that down. What else is there? Oh, we got to get the coal. Shut that down. He's trying to freeze us out of our own damn country. Of course he is. Well, he also, you know, we hear him saying in public forums, for the most part, I'm trying to get the oil companies to do their patriotic thing and do more drilling and and, uh, get us more oil and uh, don't raise their prices. But this weekend, he was speaking at a Kathy Hochul rally and uh, some lone climate protester in the audience said, what about fo- uh, drilling? What about fossil fuel? And Joe leaned into his microphone like he does so often and said this. Thank you. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new, new drilling. So he's talking to some heckler in the audience about drilling. And he stops his speech, and he's listening to the heckler having a conversation with this lone doofus. And uh, but he says, "Don't worry. I mean, no more drilling. There is no more drilling." Thank so you. These are the real things about this guy that you find out when you hear him say, "Well, I want the oil companies to do their patriotic thing and to get us more oil." That's the lie. He doesn't want that. Mm-mm. He's proud of no more drilling. There's an evil in this administration that uh, if I tell you how what I really think about what they are, you'd say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist. But if you believe in a God, and I do, I think that uh, we're at war. And, I'm the, and by the way, I'm not the only one who thinks that, Bill. Oh, I, no. I think a lot of people, you know, uh, most of the people I ran into, and look, you know, I'm in, an, well, this is a democratic state, even though. I live in a Republican county. There are a lot of Democrats around where I live. And I see them at the gas pump, and everybody's bitching. And I say, well, you know, we can do something about this coming up on Tuesday. How do you think it's going to go? And this is a guy that has an old Biden sticker on his truck. And he's going, I got to tell you, he goes, if it goes the way of the wave, everything will be fine. But if it doesn't, they're going to have a hard sell on this one this time. So, no, so in other words, and if he, the has, Democrats a, he steal has an it, old Biden sticker on his truck. Yeah. And he's saying if we steal it this time, we ain't going to be able to explain it away. And he didn't really say You might want to point out that Biden sticker on his truck. He, well, might, I think he uh, made a mistake. Yeah, you, you, know? might, you might want to take that off, you know? Yeah, your truck might be a target for, you know, we were <laughs> whatever. We were talking about evil. A few yeah, seconds Obama, ago. Yeah, okay, I got it. And Joe? Laura Logan was on uh, a podcast, and I got some audio here from her. It's, it's short. But she was being asked about 
what's the attraction of of children? Why is it that that the uh, the evil ones on the on the left want to get children? You know, without going into any law, they almost drool yeah. over children. Oh, yeah. they you know Biden's s- <laughs> sniffing around children. Laura Logan had this to say. Listen, this is about why they are attracted to children. One of the things I asked him is I said, I don't, I get it, but I don't get it. The children. You just, you got to, I still have, I have such a problem with this. You got to explain this one to me. And he said, um, well, first of all, you're looking at it the wrong way. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, they don't define children the way you do. They don't define the world the way you do. The choices that you face are not their choices. Right? They have a, they look at it completely differently. And uh, and I said, well, okay, so how do they look at it? And he said, for them, everything is defined by their one fundamental all-consuming purpose. I said, which is what? He said, to defeat God, right? Because this is the moment. I mean, for them, it's about uh, the real God. The true gods are them. And children are the closest thing on earth to God because we are created in the image of God. And as you know, from the moment we're created, we haven't had time to, uh, to, you know, to be corrupted and destroyed. So for them, the younger you are, the closer you are to God, the more pain they can inflict on God. So the more you can make a baby or a small child suffer, the greater your victory over God. Wow. And that is the only consideration for them. Outside of that doesn't exist. Wow. This is from sure. talking to somebody. She's doing a lot of investigating about uh, child abuse and child murders and, and things mm-hmm. like that and child abductions. She's doing some really deep investigations into this. And this is her getting some information from one of her sources who is in right, the know, right. and uh, which you know when you if you follow her line of thought there, the younger they are, the more pain God feels when they're lost because the newer we are as a human being. I mean, when He puts us in this world, we're brand new. We have no sin, you know. So right. we're we're about as good, we haven't done anything wrong yet. We're the closest to, to that side, to God's side. We're closer to that side than to this side. And so it hurts God more when they can destroy a baby as opposed mm-hmm. to destroying an old guy like me, you know? she. I think there's a point there. If you are a believer in God, that kind of makes sense, you know? Why, is there so, why has there been such a push on Roe versus Wade? Why have there been such a, why are they so passionate? It's almost a religion on the part of the, the screaming left to, to get Roe v. Wade back. I mean, and people get caught up in this. Young people, especially because they don't understand. They look at everything from the, a surface point of view. They don't look at it from w- what's really happening here. I know that I'm, I'm, Carrying no, no, on a no, bit, I, but I, I really, I'm kind of passionate about that. I think that, I think she's on to something, and I think that uh, it's it, we're there's more going on in this world, folks, much more than you and I know. Okay, we're we're kind of 
we go along and do our our business every day and no big deal. But there's a lot of evil people out there doing a lot of evil things. Yeah, there is. You know what? And uh, you, you hear the preacher man talking about it, but we are in the ultimate battle of good and evil. We have been for a long time, but evil is now rearing its ugly head. Yep. It's been getting things ready for this. You know, is it Armageddon? Are these the final days and all of that? I don't know. But I do know we are in a fight, and there have been fights before throughout history. Mm-hmm. And it, the the pendulum has swung back and forth. Do you want to let this pendulum swing to evil and have to live through it for a decade, a century, uh, you know, your children's children's lifetime? Well, we won't live through it, but we'll, we still have to endure it. So we need to fix it now. Uh, there were other rallies this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump had two. The the right. one yesterday in Miami, it started to pour, and he didn't leave. the The crowd was there, and they they were getting rained on, and he wasn't going to allow them to leave without giving them their money's worth. And he was magnificent. But he said something on Saturday at the uh, Latrobe rally, and a lot of people did a double take. Here's what he said. It's kind of a throwaway line. Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%, Mike Pence at 7 Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Okay, so Ron DeSanctimonious. And a lot of people who like Trump and Ron DeSantis were, oh, what, what, what was that You know that what, though? I thought about that. I wouldn't take that, you know, you know, too tough. I mean, I understand that people love Trump. They love Ron DeSantis. And we kind of have two horses in this race, but we have to. And that is Trump is saying, I'm in this thing. And so he has to do his, his thing. It's funny. I think Ron is a tough skin guy. If you remember back in 2016, the debates, Ted uh, Cruz and Trump went at it. But at the end of the day, Ted said, you know, that's what we do. You know, he he had his jabs too, but then they're on the same side. And if it's all in fun and they're doing it, I think it's, you know, I don't think it's bad. But I also look at, I guess, using a Navy uh, thing. Trump is a juggernaut. You know, he's a yeah. big battleship with a lot of steel, can take a lot of hits, and he's doing it. I got some thoughts on this. But, DeSantis is kind of like a, a streamlined cruiser. I anyway, got some. Go I got some thoughts on this, and uh, I'm going to wait until after the break. We'll be right back. Listen daily and share with your friends. We're here for you, CRN America. We elected an orange man who was literally Hitler, and the entire country suffered. But then, America was saved. Embraced by the loving arms of our new president, Joe Biden. Biden has brought back kindness and decorum. No, I wish you in high school I could take him behind the gym. Biden is a voice of clarity. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in foot in the foot. A voice of reason. 
He is the smartest man I know. They're going to put you all back in chains. And he's good with numbers. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion dollars. Under his leadership, the Biden administration has brought us safety. It has brought us economic prosperity. It has empowered the next generation. And now, you have the chance to make sure it continues for another two years. This election day, vote for whoever the Biden administration is asking you to vote for. They know what's best. Together, we will ensure things will continue to go the way they've been going forever and ever. I'm sure Biden and I approve this. This way, uh, way, who? You know the thing. Thanks, us friend. CRN America. Gotta love that was a parody, by the way, from the Babylon Bee uh, <laughs> about uh, why you should vote for Joe Biden. Um, it's amazing, though. I was thinking when I was listening to that parody. When he said one nation under, well, you know, that thing, it was almost mm-hmm. like people blamed it on a brain, you know, uh, whatever yeah, you want to call it. Yeah. But the other part of me, it was almost like he really didn't want to say God. You know, he didn't want to say God. One nation He's under. never he, been able to say it. You know that thing. And I thought, my goodness. Um, but anyway, getting back to what we were talking about before the break about uh, about Trump saying Ron DeSanctimonious, I I was like you in the beginning when I first heard it, I was kind of taken aback. He um, he said Ron DeSanctimonious, and it put a lot of people off, including me. And I thought, why would he say that? You know, there's an old adage. It was uh, supposedly said by Ronald Reagan: the eleventh commandment is, "Thou shalt not disparage your fellow Republican." You think, well, why is he kicking Ron DeSantis? And then somebody said, and I read it online, and I thought, hmm, there could be some truth to this. Ron DeSantis is going to be the guy that the mainstream Republicans want to push against Trump when he runs. They Mm -hmm. They want to divide the Republican Party. They want to split it, because if they can split the Republican Party then the left gets back into office if they have the right candidates. So there's some truth to that, friends. And if you think, why would the mainstream Republicans do that, like Mitch McConnell? Maybe it's because, and this is my opinion, maybe it's because they have more in common with the the left in power than they do with the MAGA Americans like you and me. Mm-hmm. and some others, okay? And when I say MAGA, I don't mean it in any weird way. I mean patriotic, mainstream Americans who go about their day expecting the country to follow the Constitution and being what we were told it was supposed to be. So uh, maybe there's some truth there. May, and maybe Trump knows this is their plan. You know, Trump is a smart guy. I heard somebody say who knew him very well who said, mm-hmm. trust me. Trust me, this is a man who plays chess five moves in advance. Five moves in advance. Well, think about it. You know, if if I were looking at both of these candidates and and I look at Trump and I look at all the hell he's gone to through since 2016, you know, I did the battleship thing. You know, he's like one of those juggernauts, you know, 10 inches of steel hull. You can't penetrate it with a shell. He takes the hits. You, you know, you might say it's a slow and sluggish ship, but it's a big battleship. Whereas Ted Cruz is kind of like, 
you know, it, it's a it, it's a it's a cruise a battle cruiser, which is more vulnerable. It doesn't have the thick hull, but it's fast and deadly. But can he take the hits? You know, Trump is blazing a trail, and right now both of these guys need to be out there. Let Trump blaze that trail and keep the the Republican focus going. We got two great contenders there, and we've got to get through not only the midterms, but we got to get through two years because just if, just because we win the midterms, if we do, if they let us have it, we still got to get through the two years. And do you think if they say, "Yep, you won," fair oh, and square? I know what you're gonna say. They're yeah. not going to let up. They're no, going to no, attack no. even worse. No, no, no. It's going to be a, a double-down fight on their part. You're damn right it is, but I don't think they're going to give it up. I think that they are, they are ready to hunker down and say this, because the thing that they say, they don't, you know, when they say democracy, they don't say it's our democracy, including you and me. They say, my democracy yeah. This is theirs, and they're not giving it up even yeah. if you legitimately get it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Democracy, in, when they say democracy is on the ballot, what they're mm -hmm. really saying is that democratic rule is on the ballot, not dem exactly. democracy like we know democracy. You know, to your point, Bill, about uh, about DeSantis and, uh, and about Trump, um, mm -hmm. by the way, I think the perfect match in 2024 would be Trump DeSantis, because you got two really like-minded uh, beings uh, side by side. Hard to beat, I think. Well, you, you, DeSantis goes in four years as VP and then eight years as president. You want to, if you want to sit there and write the, write yeah, the ship, that's it. you'd have 12 years to do it if you did the ticket that way. When he says Ron DeSanctimonious... He didn't say it with anger, by the way. He just said it. He threw it out there. And part of me wondered also later, is this like a, a pet name that they use when he, when he talks to him on the phone? Ah, it's Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, I mean, it, it may be uh, something more casual than we're giving it you know, credit. Do you remember the old, uh, you always saw the drunk uh, Dean Martin on there, the roast, where all, everybody would come out and roast you? Sure, Absolutely. You know, Foster Brooks and all those guys on the stage. Foster. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Trump in a lot of ways, he's old school that way. And he grew up with that like you and I did. Mm -hmm. And we get it. We get it. If you can't make fun of yourself and the people in your party. They're always you know, nailing Trump. He's always getting nailed by somebody. Yeah. Orange man, bad, you know, all that stuff. Um, Megan. I wouldn't expect anything less from Trump than, you know, Ron DeSanctimonious. That is classic Trump. Jack Persobiak uh, interviewed Megyn Kelly, who, by the way, just lost her sister, 58, oh, 58 years uh, old. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that is sad. And and our condolences to, uh, to Megyn Kelly, if she's listening or if somebody were to pass this along to her, uh, she's in our prayers. Megyn uh, was asked about Trump and whether DeSantis should run against him. And listen to what Megyn Kelly had to say. If they got on a stage, you, you don't think that DeSantis is, is crafty enough or no. stands enough? To, really? No. I don't even think that a little. Um, I think Trump sucks up all the energy in every room, no matter what. And even someone as skilled as a politician and smart policy-wise as DeSantis can't overcome that. He can't. You really think the hardcore MAGA is going to abandon Trump or DeSantis? They're not. They, they like DeSantis. 
but they don't think it's his turn. They think Trump was screwed out of his last election, that he was screwed out of his first term by all the craziness, the Russiagate and so on. And they think he's he is entitled. He deserves another shot at it. Like the hardcore Trump faithful is unshakable. They like DeSantis, but they would never cross Trump for him. And they think that DeSantis owes his political career to Trump. Like if forced to choose, they will choose Trump. So DeSantis can't take him down. It's like the line in war games. The only winning move is not to play. DeSantis has got to either be crowned by Trump um, or he shouldn't run. He won't win over Trump. I, I'll stand by that. You can play it against me if I'm wrong, but I won't be. You know, I, I was listening to that tape thinking, that's running at a faster speed than normal, I think. <laughs> I think whoever recorded that must have had her uh, uh, running a little fast in the playback. But, they jacked it up for time, yeah. Yeah, uh, but what she said is true. I think he, Trump sucks out all the oxygen. Uh, case mm -hmm. in point, we talked about the fact that Obama and Biden together couldn't fill a civic arena, and yet regularly Trump fills wherever he goes, 30,000, 40,000 people. When he was in Latrobe, they turned the cameras around, Bill, and right. it was wall-to-wall -wall people. I mean thousands of people. When he was in Miami, same thing. The guy just, he, he fills halls and, and play, venues. You know, yeah, he does. Uh, but, you know, somebody else had had a moment uh, over the weekend in Pennsylvania is uh, Mr. Fetterman standing so proudly in front of the American flags and making a statement. Oh, yeah, and, he showed me this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look up Fetterman American flags because we can't show it in an audio podcast. Yes. <laughs> but he's sitting there. Oh, it's maybe a 16-second clip, and he's talking along and dissing on Trump. Yep. Now, you don't see anybody. You just see Fetterman. He actually looked decent, but, he, you know, he's a bum. He was wearing his stupid old hoodie again. Fetterman. Wear a suit, wear a few different suits, clean your act up. But he did have a special appearance. I believe it was from God. Because as <laughs> he was talking, you hear the wind picking up, and it begins to howl. And as it howls, <laughs> it blows. And as it blew, it blew the flags down behind him, all five of them. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> did he ever reference it, Bill? I didn't. Did he, no, he just he just sat there like a deer in the headlights going. <laughs> he has. <laughs> and a new, I don't even think he knew what happened behind him because everyone's just like. He has a wow. new approach, and he may this may have been from the same rally, but he mm -hmm. has figured out a way of appeasing uh, the anti Roe versus Wade people and the Roe versus Wade supporters. He's figured out a way. I want you to listen to this. Did you hear what he said? I run on yeah. Roe v. Wade, and I celebrate the demise of Roe v. Wade. So if you are anti-Roe v. Wade, you should find something in that comment. If you are pro-Roe v. Wade, there's something for you, too. That's brilliant. That is totally brilliant. <laughs> Way is, to go, John. That is thinking ahead. You know, yeah, really well, it's it's thinking in a circle. Yes. And that's kind of what Democrats do. They run around and chase their tail. That's right. You know, he was heckled a bit by uh, somebody when he started to try to talk about his football days in the mid 80s in high school. And I guess he played a in long time ago. Yeah. And um, he tried to make it sound interesting, but everybody got lost. Listen, summer of 1986. I, uh, I think everyone that ever plays football in, in high school was 
you know, it had a kind of like a tree, a trade out kind of uh, football camp. And uh, wasn't, wasn't, there wasn't any interest to have me come play here, you know. Man, he was struggling really hard and people started to heckle him. Did you hear the, the, the people were yelling at him in the, uh, in the crowd? But I still think the most interesting uh, line he's had recently, John Fetterman, was this one. At first, I just wanted to check in and see how, how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing, fa- I'm doing fantastic. And, and uh, it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything. It's not like kicking balls in the authority or anything. I mean, hello. And, you know, actually, you know, that one combined with uh, hello, I'm John Fetterman. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> I mean, this guy. Good night. Uh, look, Good I, night. I do feel sorry for him because, you know, I can only imagine if you have these thoughts that are cohesive in your mind. Yes. But they're not coming out. I would feel like a prisoner trapped in a maze with no exit. The one who should be questioned, I think, is his wife. Yeah. If you love if you love this guy, why are you sticking him out on, on all of these uh, campaign stops and having him talk and make no sense in front of people who want to support him and people who want to support him are just staunch Democrats. Let's face it, they are just staunch Democrats. They would vote for a, a dog if it were a Democrat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's how it works. But the sad part about it is this is a human being, a guy who had a stroke, and he shouldn't be treated like this by anybody. And yes, it's, look, it, is it kind of funny when you hear him on this, the stage? Yes, and I'll tell you why. You can laugh at it because they put him out there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's, it wasn't an accident that he's out there. He's intentionally out there. They know he's struggling. They know he's going to say silly things. So if you laugh at the silly things he says... It's not on you. I mean, you're not doing it because you want to hurt the guy. You're actually Mm -hmm. doing it because he's out there making silly remarks. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the boat is in. The boat, early boating has been going on. The polls have been open. People have been walking through. Georgia, big state. And I do think down the road it's probably going to go blue. Uh, maybe, I don't know, because they're counting on one particular race to get it through. Stacey Abrams says she's going to win this thing. She just knows she is. You wonder why when she says something like that. The president of the NAACP in Georgia says, we need to turn this state black. But yet, the population is 51% white, 32% black, and all the other minorities make it up. But why are we sitting there playing this race card to begin with? And then... To add some uh, fuel to the fire, a Democratic poll worker was ejected uh, for pre-selecting straight Democratic ticket on voting machines, calling it uh, the R stands for racist. Yeah. Yeah, they should be. So, in other words, they've already got to determine what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, and they're going to fix it. um, This is uh, from Pennsylvania. Power outages are being reported uh, which are impacting the 2022 <laughs> midterm elections. The post-millennial where you vote. Yep, reported yesterday on the situation in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Department of State issued a memo on Friday 
telling election officials in all counties that a, quote, widespread outage, end quote, is impacting statewide uniform registry of electors services. Uh, This means that the voter databases, as maintained by the state, is essentially non-functioning as Election Day approaches. They're already telling you that things are messed up. Never mind the fact that, and we've kind of forgotten this already, that 255,000 absentee ballots went out that shouldn't have gone out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have over a quarter million ballots that shouldn't be out there. And nobody, by the way, has said, hey, bring those things in, you know, or don't count those uh, 255,000 ballots. No, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens. And, you know, I do believe my uh, quasi-democratic friend at the gas station that uh, when they steal this one, they're going to have a hard time explaining it because... Now, what that means, what 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 are people going to do? Well, I don't know. I, I can't predict the future. Obviously, you know that. <laughs> I'd be a rich man. Yeah, I know. I, you, I we'd be talking about won. that Powerball win that you had. Damn right. I would have been <laughs> $1.5 billion richer, and we wouldn't be talking. Well, we would only talk until I actually got the money, and then I would lose my voice, uh, and but, I would but be somewhere. As long as you know. That I'm one of your best friends on this planet. <laughs> I actually told somebody, I said, you know, I actually would figure out how much money I really needed. And I would take care of family and friends because I'm sitting there going, if I won that kind of money, even after taxes, you know, I'm not Bill Gates. What would I'm you not, do? Uh, what could you do with it, Bill? I mean, in, in our lifetime, you couldn't spend, you know, you'd it would be making so much interest for you that mm-hmm. you couldn't catch up to to the the principal you know what i'm saying if you wanted to spend it down you'd let's say you spent a million dollars today if you were worth all that money by the end of the day you might have made it <laughs> made it back in interest i mean hey yeah what well, a problem like, uh, to have was, huh? it, was it brewster's millions uh, with richard Pryor? you know to inherit all the big money he had to sit there and go blow 21 million dollars or whatever it was mm-hmm. and he was buying everything he could buy you know and, you know, it's back when that movie was filmed, that would have it's been hard an impossibility. To, it's hard to do. Hey, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Plain talk to help you unravel a complicated world. We're CRN America. For nearly 30 years, crime was falling in the United States. No more. The national murder rate is at its highest in 25 years. The result of far-left policies that leave innocent Americans at the mercy of violent criminals. You've seen the images. Subway riders pushed onto tracks by the violently deranged. Stores being looted in broad daylight. Elderly women viciously beaten on the street and outside their homes. Gang shootings turning cities into war zones. Hardened criminals rampaging without fear. No fear of arrest. No fear of prosecution. No fear of jail. No fear of any consequence at all. Instead, you are made to live in fear. Woke progressive prosecutors are releasing dangerous predators before trial. Woke far-left politicians have allowed our streets and parks to be overrun with crime and drugs. Police have been made into the enemy and criminals into a protected class. 
Violent crime is up 21% in Washington, D.C., 35% Chicago, 41% New York City, and murders are up 207% in Portland. Cities in chaos, billions in property damages, lives, families destroyed. Stop the woke war on police. Stop the far-left assault on public safety. Stop the radical left-wing love affair with criminals. Stop the insanity. Citizens for Sanity paid for this ad. This is CRN America. And welcome back to the uh, the latest edition of It's Another Day, the day before the midterm elections. Ooh, we've been waiting for this. It seemed like it was all way out in the distance somewhere, like the midterms, mm. the midterm. Now it's tomorrow. Whoa. Uh, any predictions? You're like I'm you, going to the hanging tree, you know? Do you really think it's going to be a letdown for the right? What do you think? Well, I think I think the right's going to show up. And you know what I really think? I think the independents are key because there are maybe some close races, but it's the independents that are leaning right and they're the carryovers. So when you factor in everything, it's a big tsunami of red out there. But again, you heard the Obama clip from earlier. You know the fact that uh, they're already touting it. Over the weekend, you heard it. Um, well, you know the... The, the Democrats is no longer a long shot. They have a solid shot. They're going to hold the House. I'm like going, no, unless they steal it. Yeah. There's no way in God's green earth or Satan's hell that they're going to win it. Well, maybe in Satan's hell they would. <laughs> um, and, and that's what they want to turn us, this planet, into is Satan's hell. You know, Jeez. This goes back to what we played in the beginning of the show. And for those of you who are listening to the program on CRN America. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have tuned in after we played this segment. It's important to play it again. This is Barack Hussein Obama, former president, talking to uh, his Democratic colleagues behind the scenes in some kind of a, a, a rally room somewhere, and he's giving them some instructions. Listen. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage you just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. Once they lose trust in the possibility of truth. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that, that, how, how much more evil can a, can a guy get? We're kind of seeing the true Barack Obama. Uh, what's his name? Barack Hussein Obama. We're Barack seeing the Hussein Obama. Yes, yeah. I almost said that. Um, but you did. <laughs> There you go. I got you back there, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Um, he He's telling his his sycophants out there to lie, to mm -hmm. to steal, to cheat. Absolutely. Do whatever has to be done. But, but he can say with the way he worded it, because it was coyly worded. Yeah. I mean, but it, to me, it was very blatant. I never said that. 
I yeah. never told anybody to do that. You know, well, no. he did say fill the public square with enough raw sewage. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, we didn't have to do it, though, because uh, if, if he and his cronies are there, it's already full of enough. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, another interesting thing uh, happened over the weekend. You remember uh, Greta Thunberg? Name Greta is Thunberg? familiar, yes. Yeah, Greta Thunberg is that, uh, she, I guess she came on the public scene when she was like 14 or 15. And, right. and all of a sudden she became, became this far left guru. I mean, the mm-hmm. left, the left Love were her. bowing at her feet. And this is like a teenage kid. And she's out there throwing her two cents. She was nominated for a Nobel, I think it was Peace Prize. How in the hell? She essentially was talking about a lot of socialist kind of things. And uh, I thought you'd be interested in hearing uh, what uh, Greta had to say. To say? To say? Yes. Well, she had a lot to say. I'm sorry, Bill. That was me trying to. I was slipping into. I was slipping into my Sylvester the cat. You know. I mean, suffering flakatash for Pete's sake. It's easy to do. All right, Greta Thunberg Sunday talking to her followers. She's about 17 now, so now she's getting to be a a mature woman of the world, and she's Mm -hmm. still on the stage lecturing the masses and there are people out there in the audience just lapping it up listen the people in power have proved that they they are not going to be the ones leading this change not without massive public pressure from the outside and we have to be that pressure we are never going back to their normal again because the climate crisis is a ticking clock that is rapidly approaching the countdown's end it is our destiny it is not the story we wished for It is not the story we wanted, but we do still have the possibility to avoid the worst consequences, to avert a climate disaster and to create a just future for all, not just for the financially few fortunate who still believe that they can buy their way out of dying ecosystems and mass extinctions. Slowly we are seeing the level of awareness increasing, but we need to rapidly speed up the process. Some people are taking action, Around the world, for example, activists, scientists, indigenous peoples, and those on the front lines are raising their voices. But we need to be many more. I'm convinced that when we are enough people who push for change, then change will come. And we will never give up. We will never stop fighting for the living world. And we, it will never be too late to save as much as we can possibly save. About a month ago, on the global climate strike, hundreds of thousands of people climate striked across the planet. We are still here, and we are not planning on going anywhere. Young people all over the world are stepping up and showing that our leaders messed with the wrong generation. Thank you. I said she was 17. She's 19 now, 19 years old. You know, she's kind of scary. I mean, she is. She is talking because, you know, very articulate. Um, she speaks well, although I don't agree with anything that she has to say, but she almost comes across like, you know, the, I'm thinking about the sounds of silence, you know, and the words of a teenage prophet are written on a subway wall, but they're making her like she is a god. And it's almost as if she has. An interesting way of speaking. She's very good at it. For a young person, she's really good. She has 
an interesting accent, almost hypnotic accent, and people are just captivated by her, and they're they're following her every word. You have to understand, people, that her her supporters are going to these auditoriums in mass and filling them and and listening to it. That means there are people out there who are, who are buying tickets who are anxiously awaiting the time that she's going to be there and then going mm-hmm. to the venue. It's like it's right. like she's some mystic. She's a 19-year-old kid. That speech could have been done in high school for her civics class, you know, and that would have been fine. But she's she's preaching this stuff to thousands of people who are following and drooling along. And by the way, she's supported by uh, some gentleman named Klaus Schwab of the WEF. I have thoughts on her, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's a lot of things, and it's it's almost like she's an old soul in a young body. And boy, I could get into some conspiracy stuff there. I'm going to leave that alone because I, 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 you know, just that crazy you, nonsense. But you, she is. You know what they say about conspiracy theories? They're conspiracy theories until they're proven true. <laughs> <laughs> and then they become yeah. fact. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe she's actually 110 years old, but she's had enough adrenochrome that she, you know, she had a rebirth. There uh, are a lot of people <laughs> who expect this midterm election to be m- more than just interesting. Let's put it that way. They are expecting it to be a critical moment in history. Something major yeah. is going to happen. Uh, some people think, and this is just speculation now, some people think that if the right wins, the left will go ballistic and there will be riots and all this stuff will happen. Then there are others who say that if the if the left wins, there will be riots by the right, but they really won't be riots by the right. There'll be riots actually by the left claiming they're the right, if that makes sense. Well, here, I'm going to scare the hell out of you. Okay. Um do you like Hillary? Hillary no, Clinton. I don't. I don't particularly care for Hillary. Okay. No. Do you, Do you like Nancy Pelosi? Uh not particularly. No. So I wish them know, they no do, ill. They the, I wish them no ill. Other than that, they leave the stage forever. Well, you know they do reproduce, and Chelsea is, you know the. Uh, She's the protege of Hillary, and yes. she's going to be around, and she's got eyes in politics. And so she'll be around for the next 40 years, carrying on, mamas. Well, you Nancy know, Pelosi has a daughter. Yeah, and she's got eyes in Congress and being the Speaker of the House. I'm like going, we can't get rid of these rats. They're, they're like cockroaches. I, I think You've I told one, you. one, there's 100 behind them. I think I told you there's a, uh, there's a cartoon of kids at Halloween going to a, a person's door and yeah. the kids have all gotten their candy and all the all the kids are leaving except for one. And that one is dressed like Hillary Clinton. And the kid who's handing out candy says, Mom, you got to come here. There's one who looks like Hillary and she won't leave. She won't leave, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what she uh, the real Hillary is all about. She just keeps coming back. She says, oh, no, I'm not going to run for president again. No, no, no. But then she does. Then she mm-hmm. does, and she always has a comment. She said something about uh, Carrie Lake over the weekend. She and it was kind sure. of it was kind of threatening. I can't remember exactly how it was yeah. put, 
But Carrie Lake came out and said, hey, folks, I was a little put off by uh, Hillary's comment, but I want you to know that I'm here, I'm healthy, and I'm not suicidal. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, it, it's it, and it is funny because uh, they're predicting that Carrie Lake is going to lose, and she's ahead so far in the polls. And I got to go, how do they know all these things? Are, are a lot of politicians going to meet sudden demise? How in the hell did that happen? Who would have thought? Must be, must be in uh, the with the gods, you know that uh, whatever. What do you think? There, there's something brewing. If the Democrats take all of the elections, mm-hmm. what happens? Well, I think that that's uh, up to the public. You know, the one guy said, "Well, they're going to have a hard time covering this up." I don't know that. I mean, there might be some to take to the streets right away, but I think that there would be. It's got to soak in. Along those lines, a lot of people who in 2020, it hadn't soaked in yet, who now, now. yeah, by now it has sunk in. (laughs) They got it. It sunk in, but, you know, are they going to believe that they did it again? And do you think that if they do do it again, that they're not going to be ready for a real insurrection? Now, you know who's mysteriously quiet, who's been making noise all throughout the years, you know, all the way up to what a week ago is Who? Liz Cheney. She's quiet. Well, she she did come out uh, in Arizona against Carrie Lake. She's actually supporting the Democrats. Oh, of course, she which is. of course shows you what she really is. She's a, she's not a chameleon. That's a, a that's an animal that changes its colors for protection. Mm-hmm. She's a fraud. She sold herself as being a Republican to get elected in Wyoming. And now you can see that she really never was because somebody who has true beliefs wouldn't switch on a dime like she has. And she's got a vendetta out there, and obviously she's making it pretty well known. But back to your uh, your question is I really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, um, I'm too old to do anything, you know, yeah. except talk. And uh, when I say I'm too old to do anything, could I do something? Yeah, but I'm not going to. Right. Um, right. uh, but then again, too, there are a lot of younger people in those rallies. I'm talking about people in there. I'm talking about the rallies at the Trump rallies who are in their thirties and forties who are, uh, staunch supporters. A lot of them are veterans. Yeah. Well-trained well, veterans could, too. I mean, I could I, tell you this, if we lose it, if we lose it and you go, well, I'll just move somewhere else, you know, like the old, I'm moving to Canada. There's nowhere to run and nowhere to hide from what is going to take place tomorrow for either side. Well, and, and the thing is, if they steal it tomorrow, it's not just that they stole this election. They stole our country. That's mm-hmm. the difference. And now look at, will there be some exceptions to the rule tomorrow? Will some Democrats win where Republicans sure. were thought, yeah, it'll happen because it's just a lot of elections. But I'm talking about if there's a massive sweep, if the big red wave isn't red, it's blue then I would submit that it's probably going to be a, a corrupt. So if it's a, big, if it's a big blue wave, you know they're going to be there right away saying, you need to accept your loss. Will you accept your loss? Now, if it's a big red wave, you know they will not accept their loss. Well, uh, you've got to go out and vote tomorrow. It's just as simple as that. You have to vote even if you don't think it's going to mean anything, you still have to do it. Don't Absolutely. let them win by not performing your duty. All right. Um, 
Interesting thing before we wrap the show up today, a little aside, uh, Joe Biden still hasn't called to congratulate Israeli election winner Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu. What's the story with that? <laughs> he, it's been days now since Netanyahu has been uh, put back into the prime minister position and mm-hmm. um, no call from Biden saying congratulations. I don't think Biden and Obama like Israel. No, they don't like Israel or Netanyahu. So, uh, North Korea in the news, Kim Jong-un mm-hmm. uh, actually uh, said the reason that he did all those those missiles and he was firing the missiles, mm-hmm. he was testing. He's practicing to attack South Korea. So there you go. Now we now at least we have an answer. What uh, he's up to? And always an interesting story to end with. And now I want to talk about it, but we, we'll run out of time. We really hey, can't. Hey, listen, uh, have a great day, Bill. It's always hey, fun. The same. By the way, we're on CRN America. Go there, crnamerica.com. Be patient with it, please, because it's still in the startup phase, like the testing phase. There are mm-hmm. some technical glitches. We'll be right up front, but we're working on them, okay? The biggest glitch that we got is the time zone thing. The, not all the servers, but the main server is in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's where it is. And so there's a five-hour time difference, and uh, that does cause a little havoc here and there. Yeah, that was supposed to air at 12 noon, but it really aired at 5 in the evening. What the hell is going on? Well, it's five, it's, it's, it's five-hour difference or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever it is. It's like, what? Hey, buddy, have a great day. We'll do it again tomorrow and uh, and vote. Please vote, okay? Got to vote. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. <laughs>